It's been a long, hard, treacherous journey, but we finally found ourselves back to a gentleman's chat. It's true we have. It's been roughly a month since yes. the last series. It was really a crazy month, too. That is because true. Like the, the series of most unfortunate events happened. You know, Christmas came, and that was on, you know right after we were recorded. Then, of course, New Year's is seven days after that, so that shoots that out. You were sick. I was sick. You were sick again. It just, it was really... Yeah. Things have really not... We hardly had time to sacrifice the lamb. I, what? Hang on now. What? Oh, <laughs> maybe that's just a my holiday thing. Oh, well, to step, take podcast. a step back. Different yeah, podcast. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Get him confused. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what, Ian. Before I came over today to shoot the show, I was getting gas in my vehicle. And I was sitting there and the pump over from me, the gal had just finished her filling her vehicle and she'd went in to pay. And I heard a little child in the car. And I thought, well, okay. And it was calling out, mom, mom, mom. And I was like, well, I peered back to look at it just to see, like, is there something horribly wrong that I need to help with? But no, it was just a, I would pin to be like a seven-year-old child. Just, you know, he was loose in the car. Like, he didn't have a seatbelt on or anything like that. He probably just wanted something from his mother when she walked away. And I saw he was, like, knocking on the back window and stuff, just, just goofing around. And the mother gets back and she opens up the door and she just says, sit your motherfucking ass down. I kid you not to the seven-year-old and all I, I didn't know if I should be mad in that moment, but I was definitely appalled because I know that in like seven years when that kid is having like, um, anger issues or he's getting in trouble in school, like when he gets to high school or if he's getting bullied or something like that, that mother is going to walk into that office and say, no, you know, we've got such a loving family. We've been nothing but nice to each other. He's got a great support system. And I know the truth. I know that that is a terrible mother. Listen, somehow, lady, if you if this reaches you, you are a terrible human being. I like flat out, you are the worst type of human being. You do not deserve to have the t- the title of mother. And if you feel so inclined to write into a gentleman's chat and write into us trying to defend yourself, don't even bother because I won't give it the light of day. You are the scum of the earth. All of this with one line. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Because it was in that moment that I knew this was not the first time she had said this. Like she didn't, she didn't walk out like sad well, and overwhelmed yeah. and like crack. This was like how she spoke to her child, and it wasn't so much. It wasn't so much the words themselves. I mean, it was it was partially because you shouldn't be swearing around a child that young or at it or at a child. That, <laughs> that was really the thing that got me so upset. It wasn't like a hey, stop goofing off. Like you could have ended the whole thing by just saying hey, stop goofing around. But you didn't. You took that extra step to be specifically a bad person. Yeah. And for that reason, screw that gal. Wow. Yeah. Well, devil's advocate, all said and done, she can make a hell of a first impression. (laughs) Credit where credit is due. You'll always remember her. She could have made a better first impression by driving a better vehicle, being a better person. Um, I don't know. Really doing anything other than what she had done, I would have probably deemed her a decent person if you'd have just asked me afterwards. Dang. But yeah, she really screwed up on that one. Anywho, Ian, that's that's what happened to me today. That on, sucks. On my land. Well, for the child mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I gotta talk to you about effects. it, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me any. I'm gonna sleep fine tonight. Yeah, another gas station. You should just never go to gas stations. They always seem to end poorly for Well, you. what was funny is normally I go to a different gas station, which is like 300 feet away. Yeah. But when I made the turn, I was like, oh, someone is in my typical pump spot. Because oh. the way the intersection works, like when you pull right in, there's a pump directly in the driveway. And that's just where I always go. It's very small. It only has like two pumps. Very, very local, very small. And uh, I went down to the other one because I thought there's like nine pumps here. I'll be able to get in no problem. And I roll up and I, you know, I start pumping my gas. And this incident ensues. And uh, it was it was just ridiculous. It really was. It was borderline stupid. So and you didn't that's... go over there and smack her? No, I didn't. She had gotten in her car, and I was I was I was perplexed mostly. Okay. I was like, I. I it was that moment of stun, like. Yeah, yeah. Did and, that just you know, actually happen, or am I dreaming? This? Well, yeah, and it's not even like a race thing or anything like that. I mean, you could probably assume her race by the uh, the way in which I had spoke that, but I it was it was. I was just so stunned that somebody could say something so vitriolic offhandedly like it was no big deal 
I can only imagine what would ha- what would ensue had she actually been upset or what well, happens. That's, that's when what, she what gets I'm upset. thinking. Like, yeah, the kid was goofing off. He was knocking on the back window. Like, you know what though? He's, he couldn't have been more than seven. He really couldn't have been. I mean, if he if he was seven, I'd be shocked. He looked much younger than that. Just tell the kid to knock it off. He's a kid. He's in play mode. That's all their life is. Yeah. You don't need to be so out of your way mean. That really, it blew my mind. It really did. Yeah. It's, it's not like it was a big fiasco where it needed to be stopped or something would go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like the kid was knocking out the back window. Like, he was, he was, he was knocking on it. It wasn't going anywhere. The window wasn't, like, in danger. Yeah, but what you don't know is he actually has a rare fungus on his knuckles, and every time he touches something with it, it gets heavily infected, and if this fungus spreads to enough people, it will infect the entire human race and take us over like a parasitic Well, good news. That girl got right in that car without any issue. She didn't put on a mask or nothing, so I don't... Wow. Yeah. She's just that brave. (laughs) (laughs) Don't work this into she's a brave human being. Like, oh, the kid came from a terrible background, but she took him in at a young age. No, I don't well, care. Well, all I can say is in your story, she's a woman. There was no father in the car. She's a brave, independent woman. Yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't buying it. I'm not. I don't care if you're a young, independent independent woman. It doesn't mean you have the right to be a complete and utter jerk. Yeah, I can side with that. Yeah. I feel like there's no harm in siding with that. Well, now that we're giving out you know, opinions to people. We're giving really life advice. The folks, folks out there, if you ever have children, don't cuss at them. Life advice. Don't be a yeah, dick to your advice. own flesh don't and blood. Di- yeah. Well, don't worry. I'm in the I'm in the mood for giving advice. Actually, I'm in the mood for hearing your advice to people, Ian. Oh, because, this should be good. Of, well, actually, quite a few weeks ago, several months ago now, we did relationship advice that I had found on the internet, and we gave our opinions for this poor soul. Well, I went diving around on the internet again, and I have found two stories that I have not read. I read the titles, I immediately copy-pasted them into our Google Doc, and we're going to figure this out together, okay? Wow. So it's going to be a hoot and a half. Relationship advice, this is question number one, entitled, I like a girl, but I don't know if it's a good idea to tell her. Here's how the story reads. So I really like this girl. Okay, dude, that's in the title. Okay. Uh, Off to a good start. (laughs) Smooth sailing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I really like this girl, but I'm wondering whether, it's spelled as in like the weather, I'm wondering whether I should tell her or not because we hang out with the same group of friends and I don't want to lose those friends by making things weird between the two of us. The problem is that I don't know how she feels. I don't know if she likes me or if she just sees me as a friend. Please, I need some help. Oh, this is a really tough one. Simply because it's so simple. Depending on the age, he should do one of one things. Right. If he's between the age of newborn to, a, would say, about 104 once you start getting too dyslexic, ask her. Okay. It's kind of a wonderful amazing world we live in where if you don't know something and you're friends with someone who has the knowledge that you seek you can ask them for said knowledge so if you don't know if she likes you ask her if she likes you it'll go one of three ways how i see it one she says yes wow well that's simpled up your entire life say that worked out well Two, she says no. Just drop it. Solves your problem. She doesn't like you. Move on. Three, she's been secretly deeply infatuated with you to the point of obsession for the past several years without you knowing and has stalked you for so long that she has never even come to realize the fact that you might actually like her back and you asking her if she likes you might flip a switch in her brain and... She goes psycho because she doesn't know how to respond. She's been after you so viciously for several years. And this is the most likely scenario Uh that if you ask her, (laughs) she won't know what to do with it. She will be so overjoyed and enraged and a whole bunch of mixed up emotions all in one that she'll slit your throat. That's the most likely you think. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not looking good for this guy then. Yeah. Or if you don't take the advice, if you don't ask her, clearly the last one's a bit satirical. She's not going to do that. She's either going to say yes or no, and you go on your life normal. One with the girl of your dreams, and well, we'll go into that some other time. Yeah. Or you can move on, find someone else. If you don't ask, here's how it's going to play out. You're just going to keep worrying about it, and you're going to keep asking people what you should do, and they're going to keep telling you, ask her or make a move, see if she's interested, and you're going to keep stalling, you're going to keep being worried, and not get anywhere. Yeah. And it's just going to perpetuate. Yeah, it will. And then, you know, years from now, you'll be like, ah, what could have been? Yeah, yeah, so either ask or cut out your tongue so you have an excuse not to. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they really overthink a lot of these things. I agree. I think you should just ask, like, no matter what, because you're right. If she just says no, yeah, it might be a little awkward between your friend group for a couple of days, but you know what? You'll get over it. And especially... Yeah. If you're in, like, high school or something, oh, my gosh, dude. You have nothing to lose in doing this. Even if you're college or, I mean, mid-20s, just just ask. I mean, what, I mean, what, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much. And also, the important thing to keep in mind is that infatuation like this or, like, lust, if you will, it's not – maybe not love because they're not together, but, like, that draw to someone has a time limit. Like, it has an expiration date. You can only pine over somebody for so long before eventually – they move on or you move on or something in the way, you know, something yeah. life happens. So it's important that if you have that moment and you even have the inclination that she might, she's clearly your friend. She clearly thinks you're a decent human being that you should just go for it because the last thing you want is for her to say like, Oh yeah, we could have been together, but you waited too long or, but you know, I got somebody else or that you, I mean, you just don't want to deal with the what if situations in life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And assumptions aside, if, and this may come across sexist, but it only comes across sexist because it's true. If you are seeking a woman, doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, or whatever you want, you need to take the masculine role. In other words, you need to take, you need to become a man and take the initiative. Yeah. It's not wired and the vast majority of females brains to be the aggressor especially in a romantic yeah scenario and folks we're not talking like this as in like politically or something scientifically like yes that's, that's, yes that's how that, this that is works. this is how they are wired yes so if you are seeking a relationship with someone even if they are interested a, a lovely young lady the vast majority of the time is not going to ever tell you or let you know or make the first move you need to be the man in this situation and you need to ask her you need to take the pressure off her having to come to you you need to take that and own that and they'll respect you for it yeah and that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to like walk up to her one day like hey you do you want a date like that's kind of weird yeah why don't you go out to lunch and maybe not even as a date or anything but just to get to know each other more why don't you go do a team building exercise? We uh, go bowling. My gosh, dude, mm-hmm. bowling is a great thing to do with somebody else because it's you're, you're you're still talking to each other, but you're participating in an activity yeah. together. You know, I think even the first couple of episodes of this show, we discussed first date ideas. Yeah, go back and watch that. So this is not a plug for a gentleman's chat, but <laughs> we we had some really good ideas in there for people to do that aren't exactly like romantic ideas. So just things that you can do with somebody that you want to spend time with and then see where it goes from there. Yeah. It it boils down to the idea is to take the initiative. It doesn't matter what particular the initiative is, but you never want to press any sort of new relationship. It doesn't have to be romantic in your end goal. Like if you want to, you fancy, you believe you fancy a young lady and you want to be romantically inclined or involved with her, you don't come up and say, would you like to date me? You don't pose it like that. You have initiative, but you have to set it up. Yeah, you just, you if you ask her bowling, for example, just say, hey, can we go bowling? Would you like that? There's no pressure in that. If she wants to, she'll say yes. If she doesn't, she'll say no. But you're not prying. You're not being one of the, quote-unquote douchey people that is trying to press, you're just showing a general interest. And that 
that's what it takes to start a relationship, showing any sort of general interest in yep. someone. Just let them know. And that's all there is to it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think it's some pretty good advice so far. I think we're one for one, I'd say. The second one is actually significantly longer. And I don't know exactly the, the matter that this person is in um, because the title reads, I don't know what I should do. So I'm assuming there's going to be a conundrum of some kind. First of all, I have to admit that I don't have much experience with girls. I'm assuming this is a, a male writing this. Uh, maybe my uh, maybe my story is a bit odd to you, but there are some doubts within me, myself, of which I don't know what to do. Okay, yes. Uh, scenarios that he has a crush on a girl from... Oh, this is very poorly written. I'm so sorry. Uh, scenario is, I just had a crush on a girl who was from the same university as me. We both graduated now. Uh, I had no feelings with her while we were at school, but I saw her again with her friends and... Um, so with her friends, and I now have a crush on her. They must have met after graduation. Problem is that she's introverted, and um, she's had very bad memories regarding her ex. I'm sort of trying to paraphrase this because it's very long. Uh, she doesn't seem to trust guys anymore, and that she doesn't want him to be like some some jerk guy, right? She rarely uses Facebook and doesn't usually talk with guys on social media. She also doesn't talk with guys in public as well. I guess she's a very introverted human being. But I would like to start seeing her uh which would be the best way for me to start seeing her should i ask her and her friends to meet up more or just start chatting with her on social media one kind of social media is that if she doesn't reply to me you know that whole mental thing of like if she leaves you on red for five minutes that like it's over that that yeah. conundrum thing uh, and it will be hard he doesn't know what to do so to recap because i'm sorry this is very poorly written and it's very lengthy and i didn't read this beforehand basically this guy met somebody while they were in college, they graduated together. He didn't have feelings for her at the time, but later after they had graduated, he did. He, he grew feelings for her. She's a very introverted person with a bad ex experience, so she's very kind of weary of guys. She doesn't use social media or anything, so using those mediums might not be the best thing to do. This guy doesn't know what to do. Should I take her out by herself with her friends, try to talk to her on social media with a caveat knowing that that stress thing of, like, if she doesn't respond to me right away, like, she doesn't like me, like, that whole capsule pressure bomb that people put themselves in and he, he's looking for advice on what he should do we can unpack this pretty pretty easily i think so first and foremost a solution to your problem that you don't know you have and didn't ask for that will help you way more in life ask if you are having trouble with something ask concise and specific questions and help don't go in a story that doesn't matter to people. It, it's going to sound harsh. We don't care. Ask your problem. Either what you've tried to do to remedy this. Or the place you are now. And then seek a solution. Yeah, we're here to help you. You don't have to write a fairy tale for me to read. Yes. I'm the guy coming up with a fairy tale. <laughs> like uh, Exactly, exactly. Yeah. As but far as... Yes, that aside. That'll help you a lot in life. Learn to do that. You're a college graduate. You should have grasped this. I understand some colleges, they don't teach you much. I tend to think that he wrote this on his phone at 1 o'clock in the morning while in desperate yes. need of help. Which I, I understand, but even when you you got to take the time, make it short, make it concise, yeah, yeah, you'll absolutely. get better help then. Regarding your female issue, I think your biggest problem front and center is you are trying to start up a romantic relationship with someone you currently do not have a relationship with. Yep. You cannot do that. That is not how that is not how the foundation of any relationship works. It is stepping stones. Because romantic relationships mainly involve love. Love is not something you can grasp randomly in the air. It is not pheromone based. Yep. We are not animals. It's not like we get into heat. The first thing you need to do with any sort of love-based relationship is form a relationship that can be pretty much anything a great place to start is a friend relationship because everyone likes friends there's nothing wrong with that it's not intrusive there'd be no reason for her not to trust you and based on what you've told me about this woman it sounds like she's insecure because she was mistreated in a past relationship 
in a romantic sense. So she's going to be very hesitant, naturally, of starting up a new romantic relationship because she's going to fear it's going to happen again. If you can show her that you are a trustworthy and wonderful guy in a normal relationship and you have no drive to make it a romantic-only relationship, you will be able to talk to her openly. You, she will naturally become closer with you. And then over time, if a relationship is strong enough and you feel that bond, you'll be able to basically ask her if she feels the same way. You can ask her out on a date then. You can get there. In order to get there, that might be a bit more challenging. I would not recommend ever using social media to start or basically grow any new relationship at all. A good rule of thumb I have, which is going to sound incredibly terrifying nowadays, if you are starting a relationship, do not have any of their social media. Don't look them up. Don't do anything like that. Form a relationship based on the person, not any of their online space because that's not them. Then when you get to know the real person, you can slowly start to gather that information. You know each other for a while. You know this person, no harm in having a Snapchat, might be easier way to say, hey, look what I'm doing. It's something cool. You can't make a relationship off that. Next, when you're asking how you should uh, approach her if you want to go in a group, if you want to go alone, leave it up to her. Leave it up to whatever she's comfortable with. Say, hey, you're a pretty cool person. I want to hang out sometime. Is there anything you particularly like doing? You ask her that, she'll give you a couple answers. If she shuts down, you give some open-ended answers like, well, would you like to just go bowling? Would you like to go work out? Just normal things yeah, that you can nope. start with to build that relationship. Once you have a connection with her, then you can decide whether or not you want to pursue it. And in order to pursue it, go back to the previous question, ask. Yeah. Over time, people act like you can't tell if someone is interested in you. You can't tell if they like you. And the vast majority of the time when I hear this question, it's... Because you don't really have a relationship with this person. Once you have a relationship with somebody, like if you're friends with someone, you will have a general idea of where you stand with them romantically. Yep. Yep. If you don't know them, if you don't have a relationship with them, and you're asking, well, do they find, are they romantically interested in me? The short answer is no. They don't know you. Yep. You can't be romantically interested in someone you don't know. You can lust after them. Sure, they'll be great for a one-night stand. You can't build a relationship off that. In order to find a compatible romantic partner, you have to first become friends. You have to form a relationship not based off sex, lust, or love because that's not what relationships are founded on. It has to be trust. It has to be some sort of common interest or thought process. There has to be at least some semblance of common morality, which is very important. Yeah. Because if you don't know someone, if their morals contradict yours, it doesn't matter how attractive you find them. You will absolutely never be able to be in a romantic relationship with them because fundamentally you think differently. You feel differently so you're not going to feel the same about each other and the last one is you have to be open-minded about the person's faults if per se you absolutely hate vegans for instance and you consider that a fault or if you hate dishonesty and the person that you're pining after happens to be dishonest that relationship will never work out. So it doesn't pay to ask, do they like you? Because the answer is no. If they are a dishonest person and you are inherently a honest person, it is incompatible, no matter how much you think you might like them. That is a long, long-winded 
answer. No, I think it holds a lot of validity, though. I Because he started this whole thing by saying he's not great with females. Correct. Which, which kind of, in my head, explains why he's jumping from this person that he met or that he knows of or knows at least a little bit all the way to, like, dating. Correct. Like he, I, 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 feel, I can see where he's bridging that mental gap and where he's missing. It's the small little steps to get there. You can't date them until you're their friend. You can't be their friend until you get to know them. You know, you can't, there, there is that process of things. And when he was talking about social media, we actually talked about this on episode 13, the whole screen time versus in real life sort of mm. dilemma thing going on. And I think you're completely right. You can't base a relationship solely on social media. I mean, we hear about so many people that are dating people they've never even met in real life, you know, cross country relationships and stuff like that. And those people come out of those relationships feeling empty. They feel used in a sort of way. And there, there's something very important about having a physical connection. There is something about the act of going to the mall, the yes. act of going bowling. We are physical beings. It's true. And even in, people will argue, well, that's my love language isn't physical. Like I don't physically like touching people or that, that's not my thing. But there is something about being in the presence of somebody else, physically looking them in the eye, seeing their mannerisms, understanding how they react to things. There's something about that that you can't convey via social media, whether it be Snapchat, you know, texting them, FaceTiming them even. I mean, whatever it may be. There is something very needed from the human person about physical contact in some capacity. It doesn't mean like right away you need to start hugging and kissing or anything like that. But physical contact in some portion is important. So I agree with yes. you. You need to become their friend before you start like stalking their social media or, or anything like that. And, and that's not to say that you can't friend them on Facebook because it's easier to talk to them yeah. that way. Like I, I've definitely done that with not romantic interest, but just friends before where it's like, Oh, I don't have your phone number because we don't hang out a whole lot, but we talk to each other all the time, whether it be in class or something. I might have a question for you. I'm not going to email you. So I'm just going to add you on Facebook and we'll, you know, we'll messenger or whatever your circumstance might be. There's definitely a place for talking to someone because you can't be physical with them all the time, but you can't base your relationship on a non-physical presence. This is very true. And you talked about the dates with like whatever she's comfortable with or whatever, with or without her friends. I, I think it's a good idea to bring the friends along. I know like, like the first guy was saying, I don't want to upset the friend group or might it get weird or awkward. You know, even if you share the same friends at the end of this, you'll all move past it. Yeah. You know, whether, whether that means you grow a little more distant or, or whatever, people think it's going to be like this end of world thing. Cause it's like three V one, excuse me sort of like thing going on, it won't be that. You know, if she feels more comfortable going with her friends to do an activity, go do the activity with her friends. Become friends with her friends because that shows initiative. That's not like, hey, I'm coming after you because I only want you. That's saying, hey, I care about you and everybody else that you care about. Yes. That's a really important thing. I think some people are like, nope, I want you and I don't want you to talk to your friends anymore. I mean, how many stories have we heard? Or how many friends have we had that have been in the situation where they're with somebody and like, yeah, I don't want you to talk with those other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you can't do that. But f- fundamentally, you're basing your relationship on mistrust then because you can't yep. trust them to talk to somebody else. But also, when you're exclu- making yourself exclusive, you're saying that you don't care about what that person thinks. You're tearing them between their friends and you. You're creating this conflict that really doesn't need to exist. Mm-hmm. So I think take that friend group, and even if there are some really annoying people that you absolutely hate and cannot stand, suck it up and go do something with them. You... I don't care if it's going for a walk in the afternoon, if you're going to all go get lunch sometime, maybe you guys work in a similar field. or I mean, I, I don't know the specifics of this, but... All of those things are super duper important to creating what could be a relationship. And you can't stress enough. Don't just rush into it. Correct. Because you lost after this girl doesn't mean that by the third date, you're going to be like marrying each other. Yep. Relationship is long term. Yeah. There is, there's a definite problem in society with people seeing, Ooh, I want that going and getting it and not knowing what to do afterwards. And there is also, this fundamental truth that things like this take time. 
getting good at a new subject takes time. There isn't a shortcut you can do. Everyone's looking for a shortcut that they can do. That doesn't exist anymore. Or not, I'm sorry, not anymore, but in this circumstance, there are some things that you just have to do. And this is one of them. If you want this girl and you genuinely care about her and you genuinely find her interesting, maybe like your sense of humor is in common, you really like her, whatever it may be, you need to take those little steps to get the big end result. Yes. That's just critical. You can't overstress that idea enough. So, sir, I hope you good luck. I hope you take a writing class. <laughs> or if you're just like super caught up about this and you're super anxious about it. I mean, you must have been pretty anxious if you were to bring it to the Internet for people to answer at large. Um, you know, I, I can see where that would be stressing you out, but I, I don't think you necessarily need to be. Yeah, no, no need to stress. And I realize a final point that I never brought up, but it is crucial a lot of people fear the friend zone and don't don't like building the friend oh, zone. Yeah. Uh, they call it the friend zone. The only person that can put a friend in a friend zone is yourself. So while you're building these relationships, never, 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 never agree to just be friends. Because that's you putting yourself in that. Relationships are built on honesty. And if you ever feel like you want to be romantically involved in this woman... You can't tell her that you're not at least somewhat interested when she yep. asks. Yep. Because if you tell her that, she's not going to be interested in you because you told her, I'm not interested in you. You'll change her perspective. Okay. Yes. And then if that's the start of the relationship and that relationship grows, it's going to be a relationship based on the fact that she does not believe you will ever be interested in her. Yeah. So it will evolve differently. That, that's my final point. You cannot do never when you are befriending people that you might want to be romantically interested in and whatnot. Never say you're not interested in them. Never like shy away from that. If they ask, if they ask you, hey, do you like me more than a friend? You need to be honest. You do. And it's going to suck. And yes, it is awkward. Like if you're in person, it's going to suck because now you're on the spot. They're looking you dead in your eyes. You're not going to want to do it. Time is going to feel like it stands still. The whole world is collapsing around you. But you have to keep this one idea in your mind that if you're not honest, you have no chance. That is you true. You will miss 100% of the chances you don't take. You need to make it happen. If it's over text, you're going to sit there. You're going to type the same message 17 different times. You're going to call up a friend. You're going to yep. say, I am in distress. You're going to check your phone every 16 seconds waiting for their reply to see if they read it, to see if they're responding to it. It's going to suck. You just need to accept the fact that you're going to be put in an uncomfortable <laughs> position and you need to thrive in that environment because if you don't do it, you'll never, it'll never happen. It's never going to, like, nobody is ever just going to walk up to you randomly on the street and just say, hey, marry me forever. Yeah. That will never happen. It takes you doing work. It takes her doing work. Do the work. And Please, a, for the love of God, do the work. That is true. I do have a small bit of encouragement. Final note, when you get, if you ever get in this awkward time building a relationship and she asks you, do you like me? There is not a soul alive who would go through the awkward situation of asking someone, do you like me? If they do not at least have a sliver of... Of liking you. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because everyone knows that is an awkward situation to be in for both parties. So if they don't like you at all, there's no reason for them to bring it up. So small sliver of help. If they ask you that, probably because they might be thinking the same thing. It's true. It really is. It's true. Well, no, sorry. Continue. continue. No, no. All you. Okay. Take it away. Well, I was just saying that you know we've given all this relationship advice out. In fact, all this life advice out. I think it's probably time for our sponsors to at least give a little bit of their advice. I don't know why you keep laughing at these. They're getting that, good. Uh, that one could have been a bit smoother. That was a bit rocky. Well, we've, we're, we're a month out of practice now. Gotta that is true. we got to ease our way back into it. You know, while I was thinking about what we were saying about this guy, I have had an experience in life where Gal has asked me, do you like me? And I've said no, lying through my teeth. Lying through my teeth, Ian, because obviously I, I liked this girl a lot and uh, 
and I, I mean, everybody knew it too. It wasn't, it wasn't like a hidden thing. It was like everybody knew. And she's like, Hey, these people are saying that you like me. Is that true? And I lied through my teeth. Oh no, I not young Billy. Don't do it. <laughs> and, and I just powered through and, uh, and she was like, okay, you know, whatever. But I've been hearing this and eventually I, I, I couldn't hold it in anymore. I was like, no, I'm such a liar. I felt so bad for lying to this girl. And I really did, really did like her. And she's a great human being with a great personality. And uh, clearly I'm not with her. But that I have had the experience of saying no to somebody lying through my teeth. And I hated it. I hated even <laughs> recollecting it right now. And in hindsight, you know that that was not good for the possible relationship. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And to be fair, we were still talking afterwards and we, we had actually brought the conversation back up eventually, you know, as if this love was going to prevail. And I was like, well, it's true. You know, we do like each other a lot. We found out, but, uh, you know, at, at that, by, by then life had gotten in the way and that was kind of all she wrote and that was the end of it. So, oh yeah, it's the one that got away right folks, there. It's happened to me. So it's not like. It's personal. a thing that doesn't happen. That's a personal tragedy right there. I've had a couple of them, but that's the one that pertains to this story. Ian, I was going to ask you your biggest relationship, like, uh, the biggest thing you've messed up in a relationship. Like, what is the biggest mistake you have made? Now, I understand <laughs> that normally this would be an easier question for you to answer, but folks, today a gentleman's chat has a live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> Which happens to be Ian's significant other who is within earshot of us. So that may skew your answer. But I wanted to know what is the thing that you find to be your biggest relationship mistake? And I don't mean like the Uh. one that got away, like actual relationship, one that you've been in. What is the biggest mistake you have made? That's a good question. But it's difficult not for the reason I think you think. I don't think I'm a good judge of knowing what my biggest relationship mistake is, because if I knew it, then it wouldn't have happened. No, I feel like you can, you know, you have an issue and you can be working on it, but I definitely have issues. If you want my biggest relationship issue, something I struggle with, that is much easier to come up with. Okay. But like overall mistake, like one time I accidentally put my pecker in the neighbor's niece. I, that I have never done. That okay, like, yes, you've you never made like a faux pas that could end. The exactly, I have never made I that understand. sort of mistake. I per understand. Se. What's that's not really a mistake at that point. It's kind of your own cause. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't fall. Yeah, exactly. Like, you'd be hard pressed to convince. You didn't me trip otherwise. in the shed onto the rake. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be pretty hard pressed to convince <laughs> me otherwise. Like you did that. Yeah. But uh, okay, fine. What is the what is your biggest issue then, Ian? Ah. Uh, I have a lot of issues. Um, you would, most you wouldn't do. think it. You know, um, well, it's a one-sided conversation. They can only hear you. That, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It, you wouldn't think it. But believe it or not, I actually am perfect. I'm just going to have to come up with a lie yeah, to tell you yeah, guys yeah, that way. Yeah, that's why you're that's I, why I you're seem stalling. human. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I'm stalling. Not yeah. because I'm trying to think of one of the many things. Yeah, I yeah. Trying to index the list of mistakes oh, that you've made. Yes, there's there's so many. Would you prefer to, for me to start with mine? I would because okay. that gives me time to sort through okay. all my terrible things I've done. So in the context of the last relationship that I had, which was actually quite some time ago now because it was a very scarring experience. But uh, I think my biggest issue, and it's been my biggest issue for a long time, is that sometimes I can care so much about somebody or something. It's the same, same issue I run into teaching or any competitive sport. Like I can care so much about someone or something and want them to succeed so much that it can become a problem. Not in that. Like I just, I don't hold up to like my end of the relationship or don't like hold up to my responsibilities or something, but I can try to make their issues. Like I feel personally invested in their issues and trying to solve their issues. And I can get so caught up in that idea that I, I maybe lose track of, like keeping, making sure myself is still chugging along correctly. Like I, I can let it skew me maybe more than I should because I just care so much about somebody Yeah, like that. That would be my biggest issue. Wow. That was really heartfelt. He's so caring that that's his biggest issue. And now you're going to 
roll right into me. No, it's not that I'm so caring, but it's that I I want so much for their problems to go away yeah. that it becomes my problem. I get it. I and, get and it. Not, not even outright. Like when, when I see them, I'm like, oh, do you see all these problems? Like, it's like the only thing I talk about, but it, it, it can, I find that it can sometimes obscure my judgment and that I really want them to be successful. And it, it might, I might be making personal mistakes along the way. Fair enough. Mine has nothing to do with being too caring. Mine is, I am a very prideful person. Okay. It's, as you know, it's my biggest flaw. We've said it on Gentleman's yeah, Chat. we have. Believe it or not, it leaks its way into relationships. I am prideful to the point where I can't drop things. Even if it doesn't matter and it would... Everything would be hunky-dory, smooth over, yeah. no harm would come. If I feel my pride has been hurt in vain, such as I will say something is the right way to do something, yep. and we get in a disagreement, and it turns out my way was the right way to do something... I can't let that go. Like, I can't drop it and yeah. let it be. Yeah. I, I need to, I, I, I need not to win the argument, but I almost need the validation that my pride was rightfully placed because That's I, fair. mainly because I know my pride is my biggest flaw. Like I have too much of it. So if, if if my pride is ever like wrongfully hurt it hurts me so much because i know i have so much of it and that i take things way too seriously and i'm very egotistical if that egotistical basically is overly satisfied but not acknowledged yeah Yep. It it throws in turmoil. Yeah, you you don't want to be right on something and not get the acknowledgement of being right. Especially when someone it, else is exactly. saying Exactly. That is a very yeah, simple yeah, yeah. way of saying yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if, if you're if you say you're right and they say you're wrong and you end up being right, you're not just going to move on from that like you yep. especially if you're attacking your pride in this in this case. Yeah, I, I Yep. Can. And because I suffer with such pride, I can't drop it. So it feeds into the relationship where I can't drop it. And then the fight becomes more because it becomes a fight about basically my pride, not originally what it yeah, was. It doesn't, it doesn't become the, the argument at hand. It becomes, yep. well, why are you the way you are? And then and not, and I don't mean that in a bad context. Yeah. yeah. But. And then that hurts even worse because then no matter what the case I have, I hold on to such guilt that I know what's causing this. And I know the problem but I just can't drop it. So I feel guilty on top of this because yeah. I know it doesn't yeah, that, matter. Ugh. That can be a, that can be it's a tough a cesspool. one. So I throw guilt into the mix of being overly prideful and can't like let go of being right. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's not very healthy for a relationship. And that has a lot of fights. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it depends I, on a lot. I was going to say, now, how do you mitigate that issue? Because you've been with your partner now for a, quite a long time. Yeah. I mean, if you were arguing over every single thing that came up, it wouldn't have made it this far. That That is very true. Um, we tend to argue very infrequently because of... Like, every relationship has a structure and personalities that go into it. And for better or worse, sometimes this hurts me... Way worse. But my partner is very effeminate, so very submissive of nature, and a very big people pleaser. Yeah. Again, folks, we're talking scientifically here. We're not... Yes. Yeah, like in the scientific and, term of effeminate. And this particular person in general is... This is the attribute they have like this yeah. one person. And I would double down the fact that she is very submissive and a people and a, pleaser and a very where, people, pleaser, a very nice human being to everybody. Yes. Where they will cave very quickly in things. And that doesn't help me because if you cave, 
it's not admission of basically my side being right. Yeah. It's essentially when you cave in something, it's taking the argument and throwing it out the window in place of just, yeah, yeah. whatever yes. on you. And then I feel cheated. <laughs> and that's even worse. But then my guilt builds and it compounds. So that, at times, really frustrating. But the vast majority of the time, because she's so kind and caring, she overcompensates for my pride. Where I'll say something and she's such a great listener that she will just listen, soak it in. And even if she disagrees with it, she will acknowledge it and she'll be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. And she'll just credit me with that. So the biggest reason my pride's not a bigger issue in my relationship is because my significant other overcompensates for that. And she is the sole reason that it's not a problem. She's the reason she can make up for my pride yeah. with her care, with her selflessness and with her submissiveness. Like, yeah, that's fair. You know, when we're talking about dominant and submissive and those sorts of ideas. I'm maybe. The, maybe and, the, and we're not talking about this in like a, a sexual sense. No, this no, no, is no, no, like no, 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 no. Personality, personality wise. Yeah. Yes. Because you can't have personalities that are both super strong. Like at some point, somebody has yes. to give. I, I am a very dominant person. So yes. if I was with, another dominant person, it would not last Yeah, at all. Yeah, and I, I tend to be a guy that that holds a very dominant personality, um, at least outwardly. Like, inwardly, mm-hmm. I'm, I tend to be a very introverted person. But if you were to speak to me, you, you wouldn't get yeah, that vibe. Yeah, like it, exactly. It's very conflicting, that like that idea. But as far as, like, the outward dominance, that's... That's the dominance that portrays itself in relationships. Yeah. That is what... I'm not... I'm definitely not, like, a submissive guy in relationships. Like, I I feel like I I have a place, and especially as a very typical male who is brought up in a very traditional sense... You're the leader. I I should be... Not that she can't be, but that I should be the guy pulling the train. Like, I just have, like, that built into me, which is... um, People can disagree with all they want, but it's just kind of how I was... Both societally and definitely mentally... Men tend to be more driven in a leadership position. They like to lead. Yeah. And they tend to be better at leading. So they tend to lead the house more. Yes. And and going back to this caring too much about somebody thing, I can exhibit those things of being maybe too submissive in that area. Like, I I get not, not ooey gooey or anything like that. Like, I've lost my integrity and changed my opinion on something. But I... I can see where that scale starts to change. So if you're the typically dominant person or at least, you know, partially so, and then you flip to the other side, yeah. that could be very disequilibrating for people. Gotcha. So and that, that's my downfall. The, the overall dominant and then the one area is very submissive. Yeah, yeah. It's, you need it, to find someone who can counter that or Yeah, yeah. It. Again, it's like, I, it's, just, it's just a caring too much thing. I know that's my biggest fault. It's my biggest problem in the world. Well, one of my many problems. I don't know if it's the biggest problem, but I've got tons of those. But, uh, yeah, but in the context of dom-sub sort of thing, yeah, not a sexual context at all, but that's sort of how most relationships are built because it takes two personalities. And because there's only two, they all have a a very huge role. They they have to be flipped almost. Yeah. Or it has to be... It doesn't have to be flipped. You can have the same personalities, but it has to be in a way where you can basically mix. Somebody has to give somewhere. I- exactly. Yeah. You can't have two two prideful people together. I- exactly. Like you have somewhere, somebody has to say, "Okay, fine, I will do your thing," mm-hmm. or "I will I'll, you know, agree with your opinion," or "We'll do this stupid date idea or whatever it is. At some point, somebody has to give somewhere. And I, I, I've decided, I decided really early on, uh, both in life and each in each relationship. If you start a relationship, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sit down with yourself and work out basically how you're going to help this relationship. Yeah. And that's something I haven't, I didn't do in my last one. And I think it really bit me. a, A lot of, the one of the things that 
I fault on sometimes, but it's only outwardly, like it doesn't show, is I too, I care very deeply about people, but I understand that I can't cave or be overly concerned about their emotions, especially in the relationship I am, because if I show the overly emotional side, then there's no sort of support there to be decisive and pull through both parties' yeah. emotions. So I personally, like, I chose the route where I am very emotional and I care what people in my life, like different relationships, I care very deeply about them. But at the same time, I know that in how my relationships are set up, I have to be the driving force to make action and... Yeah. For better or worse, even if I know it might hurt them, like, in the time, but it'll, in the long run, it's what needs to be done. I have to do that. And I know many men that it's a struggle because you care so deeply, you don't want to upset them in any way, like, ever. You want their emotional state to be Especially if they're having always big happy. issues. Like, if you're having big personal, like, they're having big personal issues. I don't mean, like... Like, they're feeling a bit down or something like that. Like, if you're having a big struggle, it then it can really show its teeth. And because most of the time women tend to hold on to emotions so much more drastically, and that's what drives them, you may care very deeply about your significant other, uh, especially if it's a young lady or an old lady, whatever age lady. Um, but you have to understand, as the man someone needs to be there to make the tough decisions even if it hurts them. They may hate you for it for a few days. They may bawl their eyes out. They may be emotionally shattered. But if it's what needs to be done, you need to be the man and you need to step up, even if it hurts you, to take that action and to do it. Because yeah. it, imagine how hard of that choice is for you. For someone whose brain is wired to make decisions purely on emotion, it is 10, 100 times worse for them. Yes. So and again, I can't they, stress they this can't enough. They can't do that. Scientifically, folks. Yes, yes, I, yes, I, yes. I've, I've heard people make the argument that maybe sometimes we're too whitewashing with ideas or too broad in our ideas. I would say very, um, in a very convinced fashion that you and I have both had enough psychological training to understand that there are physical and mental differences between the way men and women yes. are made, and we are simply portraying that. And in life, there are always extremities. Oh, there always So is. what we say is, for the vast majority, 99% of the people, this is how it works. Yep. There are always exceptions. If you come to us with exceptions, I'm not going to take back what I said. I'm not going to say, well, there it goes. I will say, congratulations. You are an exception. You are extraordinary. You're one of a kind. That's not how the rest of the world yeah. tends to work. Yep. yep. So coming back to it, it's tough. But if you want a healthy relationship as a man, unless you guys have, unless in the relationship you guys have it worked out differently, or if the personalities don't work that way, you need to make the tough decisions. And it's hard to say or hear, but you're going to have to do it. You're, it's going to make you seem like a dick at times. You're going to feel shitty. It needs to be done. Yeah. And you got to do it. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. And that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the man in all circumstances. Exactly. But somebody has to do it. That, that That's why I said yeah. generally. There generally, are exceptions. Yes. If you guys have it there worked out better is. or, like I said, if you're an extraordinary case where that just doesn't work, find something that does. But overwhelmingly, it will be much easier for you as a man to get over it than your lovely young lady. I can guarantee it. Women will take it much harder. Bite the bullet. Be the man of the relationship. Let them be the woman. There, well, yeah, and there's something to be said for that. And it's, it's never easy. It never will be. It's Correct. Just, it's just by nature, it's not easy. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we've given some pretty solid relationship advice. We've spoken a few anecdotes of our own. That is true. Our own issues. See, we're opening up to people in, the, in 2020. We're letting them know more about us. Yeah. 
Speaking of knowing more about people, Ian, I will leave the chat with this lovely tale Ooh. of the other day. This has nothing to do with relationships. We spent the whole time talking about relationships, but I want to add something else in there. I yeah, a... sp speaking of relationships and something not related at all. <laughs> I ordered a package from Amazon. Oh. This has got me very furious, which is why I'm bringing it up. I ordered something from Amazon. Two-day shipping. It arrives. I see the mailman put it in, and I was outside at the time. I just pulled into my driveway, and the mailman kind of scowled at me, and I thought, that's kind of strange. So I go, I get this package, I, I pull it out of the mailbox, I bring it inside, and what I see is an unsealed, completely empty Amazon envelope with my with a shipping label to me on it. Completely unsealed, nothing is in it. This was a $100 item that was supposed to be shipped to me. There was nothing inside of it, okay? Nothing. I didn't order thin air, folks, okay? Nothing. And it was never... I can't even stress the never sealed part. It rolled past this guy who stamped the label on it and thought, this guy ordered nothing, and then shipped it to me. So I phone up Amazon support, right? And I'm like, what is happening here? What is this garbage? And they ask me 100 questions, you know... Has this ever happened before? No. Another Amazon package got delivered an hour later. Like, there was another Amazon box at my doorstep. Like, Amazon just didn't pack this packaging. Right? And she's like, sir, I'm so sorry. You know, has this ever happened before? I said, no. She said, you know, it, like, do you live in a weird place? No. Clearly, the other truck found me because there's another package sitting right next. The guy just left. Okay? And she's like, well, sir, I'm so sorry. We'll send you another one overnight shipping. It will be there by tomorrow. And I thought, great. Finally, somebody that understands some support. She said, sir, I want to just ensure it's at no cost. We won't double charge you. None of this stuff. Yada, yada, yada. I hang up the phone and I wait. But I can't stop looking at that package. <laughs> you shipped me nothing. There was nothing. Think if the tech support hadn't been so nice, like, well, nope, sir, on our end, it shows that it shipped. Yeah, I know it shows that it shipped, but there's nothing in it. <laughs> it's not even that you packed an empty box, like you taped the box closed, <sighs> but you didn't know there was nothing in it. It was a, a borderline see-through envelope that there was just nothing in. That's pretty, that's, that's like a miracle. Isn't that ridiculous? Or the driver was scowling at you because he stole it, and he just wanted you to feel... The anger in his eyes. He doesn't even want it. He took it out of the package, threw it down the highway on the way there. He probably like, did. He probably saw it was unsealed and thought, I'll have this. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm going to break it. Yeah, man made off with my $100 item. Yeah. It was, dude, it was just dumbfounding. And then I did get the package, and I opened it, and I thought, this is way too small for the item that I ordered. I thought, this, this can't be it. And I open it up and I start going through it and I hit the, the main part and there's other accessory parts that came with it. And I was like, this package is like the size of the drinking glass you have next to you. I'm like, this is not, this can't fit. This is what sort of Oompa Loompa shit have we got going on here? <laughs> like you're stuffing them in there. It was all in there magically. I don't know how it happened. Amazon are hacking geniuses, straight up wizards when they actually <laughs> know how to do their job. It got oh. to me in a small package a day later. For no extra charge, but it was just ridiculous. So 50% of the time, Amazon will do some magic for you. Apparently. So far, yeah. Like I said, another package arrived. I couldn't stop laughing when she said, Sir, has this ever happened before? Like, that, does your mail often get rejected? Like, no, it didn't, it didn't even get <laughs> Didn't even get rejected? You just, you just delivered me nothing. Ma'am, it was nothing. <laughs> I can't describe you. Sir, what do you mean nothing? Nothing. Thing. There was nothing. There wasn't even like a thank you slip inside of you know like when they do yeah, like your order yeah, yeah. somewhere or anything. They give you the little paper of your None receipt. None of and that existed. It was absolutely, positively, could not be mistaken. Nothing in this package. How did the delivery driver not realize that the clear seafood package had nothing in it? I can't. Now I know why he was scowling. He was He's thinking, like, "What the f is this? You wasted my time. I had to drive three miles out of my way to give you an empty envelope." Yeah. If I were him, I'd have turned it upside down and shook it a little bit when I looked at him just to show him, like, there's nothing in here, dude. Yeah. Oh. Dude, it was ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So that's the tale I will leave you guys with. I hope those people in those relationship advices, I hope it goes well for them. I mean, yeah. I feel like we gave some solid advice. If you have a friend that has that issue or if you're having an issue, 
email us. The email is always linked in the show notes, a gentleman's chat at gmail.com. No caps, no spaces. Please email us. We, I mean, we always like reading those and stuff like that. And I know we have viewers from a large swath of the world now. I mean, we're a large part of our viewership is from outside of the United States. So yeah, but it may not be perfect. But you can still shoot us an email. We will translate it. We will. We, we will take all the pressure off you if you can't write in English. Send it in. Yeah. We will translate it all ourselves. Yeah, if you're have if even this guy that I know we talked about writing is important and stuff like that. But even if you're just like one a.m. having a problem, just send us an email. Like, yeah, and we we tend to be people that also reply personally. Like we, yeah, it's not like we're gonna reply to the like wait seven days until the show and then <laughs> and then interpret the information we give. Yeah, no, 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 no. You shoot us an email, we will we'll reply get back to you. Yes, yes, I think that's an important thing to know. That's true, and it may sound harsh, kind of like we ribbed a little bit on the vernacular of this college graduate. It's never to put you guys down if you ever send us anything in. It's always in your best interest. Yeah, especially because you know we we try very hard, and I know I didn't read these beforehand, but we we do try to give at least decent advice to people. I yeah, I, I tend to think I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. My confirmation <laughs> bias might be overwhelming me on that one, but you know whatever. I'm too prideful to admit no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. That's we've learned another thing at the end of this. Uh, even the advice that we give, we won't know if it's bad or not because that's just who we are. So thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of A Gentleman's Chat, and we will see you next time.